Mike Kiss Army. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. I am your host today, Ken Keenan. Uh, 69th Blizzard on the board, and joining me today I have a uh, long time no see, uh, Lonnie. <laughs> I'm back. St. Louis Kiss on the board, and uh, Mark, Marcus Almighty on the board. Uh, Greetings, sir. So, once again, uh, we're missing Julian Gill, uh, our fearless leader <laughs> out there. <laughs> Um, he's got a busy life and things going on, and things in life that happens, right? So, before we get started, uh, any news? Anybody have any other news other than we know the Kiss crew is wrapped up? Not really. I, I have just a little How bit of news. How about your news? Yeah, that's right. You have yeah, let's go with some of your news, Mark. Okay, well, uh, as people may or may not know, I've just started a pre-order on my next Project Gemini album. So if anybody is interested, you know where to go. You go to the Project Gemini official page on the Facebook group, and there is a link to a YouTube video there that gives you all the pertinent information right there. So if uh, the record will be re- released on December 1st, from between now and then, you can get in on your pre-order. And uh, yeah support the independent music scene oh yeah for sure i i ordered my copy pre-ordered mine so yes sir i'm looking forward to it (laughs) all right uh i guess no other news uh so before we get into our topic whoa 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 whoa, whoa. i got a question oh wait a minute go ahead oh what's how do you how how do you have your copy of uh the new on tour of any vincent invasion cover back there already Okay, I'm I can little, I can explain. I'm a little that. jealous. Oh, I can explain that. That is please uh, do. Please I, do. That's because I did that uh, GoFundMe or whatever it was for mm-hmm. uh, you know Ken Mills, the uh-huh. father, his, uh, his Gene uh, Simmons vault. His Gene's vault. Mm. Yeah. So I donated a certain amount of money. If I do- donated that certain amount of money, uh, one of the if I. You know, I, I get the book basically. I saw that. Uh, and I, I thought oh, I was starting to think that's that, a good uh, one. So maybe I'll do that. Okay. It, and it's a it's a complimentary copy. I don't know if it's the final, but it's probably pretty close to being the final. You're thinking there's some some shenanigans going on there. Some, I was uh, it's a to big, think I have really fallen yeah, down the totem pole here. Ken's got advanced copies of books and everything. Jesus. <laughs> no, he he figured, drove over drove over to Julian's there and grabbed right, the copy. Hey. I figured Julian might... Save me some on shipping, Julian. I'll just go across the bridge here and yeah, yeah. snag my copy. I thought he might charge me an arm and a leg, so I just went the other <laughs> way. <laughs> Secretly, so he wouldn't know he's sending it to me. <laughs> no, he knew once right. he had to mail it to me. But Anyway, right, so that's how, I, that's how I got that. So, uh, yeah, I caught put that my up eye. There. Yeah, and was, I wanted to get that out of the way. That was for cool. my. Probably going to catch other people's eye, too. And like, hey, wait a minute. Why does Ken have this copy? Yeah, yeah. It's cool. It, it's 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 big. It's it's you know very, you know that's about that thick. So uh, a lot of detail in there. It's cool. I was reading a little bit of it too. Some of the reviews for the concerts I've been to. So it's it's really neat. So that explains that. 
<laughs> now, I'm already interrupting the show. No, those are right. <laughs> now into uh, actually, uh, I wanted to bring up one of the board topics uh, that I saw the other day, and uh, which I voted on. It's a poll. Um, it was about the uh, what's your favorite Bob Ezrin album, and that's Kiss album. And you know he had he did three Kiss albums, you know Destroyer, The Elder, and Revenge. Um, so we everyone <laughs> did a, I did vote. Uh, there a lot of people had had already voted. Um, so currently I just want to say the standings on it is. Uh, Destroyer has 60% of the votes, you know, 64 votes, which is 60%. The Elder got 29 votes, uh, so 27% of the votes. And then on the bottom of those three is Revenge with only 14 votes, uh, 13%, which is kind of, to me, it's kind of surprising and not surprising at the same time. Um, I'll just tell you my vote. I, I voted. I voted for The Elder. <laughs> Because you're Julian Lemmy. And, no, no. Yeah, yeah. that's why he sent me the book. (laughs) So I voted for the other. No, um, it's because I started thinking about it, and I enjoy The Elder very much, even though it's, you know, it's not your typical Kiss album. Um, If you think about typical Kiss music, I, I would say Revenge would would probably be uh could be my you know the one that i would pick uh but I'm, i didn't think of it as just typical kiss music i just thought of on the zones the way it stands alone and i enjoy it i don't know what it is but uh so i i voted for the elder um how about uh you Lonnie? what do you well, well, I, I, I guess I don't even have to ask that, really. But. It's not, yeah, it's it's not a big secret and it's not a big surprise that I voted for Revenge. It's my favorite Kiss album, and I think it's it's masterfully done, and the songs on it are great. I think it's the best sound. I think all of us will agree that they maybe that it's the best sounding Kiss album, whether you like the material on it or not. I think Bob really captured the lot, the kiss sound in the studio in ways that only maybe rock and roll over rock and roll over does other other than revenge i think it's it's the best sounding kiss album right yeah. up there with rock and roll over i would put it as a close second so and i but I, but also aside from that i enjoy the the songs on it i think they're fantastic and i've sung its praises on here multiple times and and i've said too that May, you know, maybe one of the biggest reasons why I like Revenge so much is the age I was when I got it. You know, the impressionable 12, 13 years old. You know, yeah. one of the, probably one of the reasons why Ken likes Rock and Roll Over so much. Yeah. You know, because, you, you know, it's an impressionable time in your life when you sure. got it. And it just made a mark on you. So, for me, it's Revenge. And I was, I was when I clicked on it... Um, I was really shocked to see how low percentage revenge got. I was like, really? Did you try to because, create new new user accounts? Well, so you could yeah, try to but bump I, up I the think votes? Julian, like, you know, all my, all those other user accounts, Julian already banned from the Kiss FAQ, so I wasn't <laughs> able to log on there with those other email addresses. Right. So I was kind of up shit creek, and I, I was like, I really don't want to create more email addresses. So um, <laughs> I was not able to do so. So I was I was surprised though by that I, I honestly truly was because 
you know, there's always a lot of threads on the board that talk about how much they like revenge or why doesn't Kiss play more off revenge. And, and Gene and Paul even talk about well, revenge and, and that, even though they don't play any, even though they don't play yeah, any songs off of it, but that's, that, that's another topic of conversation. So I was, I was really surprised by the results and I, and I get it that Destroyer's leading with 60% because you think about the songs that are on Destroyer and just the, you know, Short Rock City, God of Thunder, King of the Nighttime World, Best, Shout Out Out Loud, Do You Love Me? I mean, those six songs alone, ridiculous. Yeah. As far as Kiss's, as far as a mark on Kiss's career, those six songs alone right there. So, yeah. Mark, I'm excited to hear yours yeah, because hear all it. Mark does is trash Bob Ezrin on this show. So Mark has to play by the rules. He has to pick one of the three. He can't cop out and give us an Alice Cooper album or Pink Floyd album, and he can't pick a different Kiss album. He has to pick one of the three. Okay, well, let me start by saying that I didn't vote because I think they're. I think all three of them are Who crap. Never vote for this? So, so um, skip the topic entirely on the board. Yeah. I completely bypassed it. I pretended it wasn't even there. And, um, but I'll say this: if I was to pick one of those three records, I would probably pick Revenge, for just the reason that that Lonnie mentioned mm-hmm. is that it's probably the most, you know, Kiss-like of the three records that they made. And if I'm going to listen to Kiss, I want to hear Kiss-style music. I don't want to hear some overproduced wannabe Alice Cooper record like Destroyer. I don't want to hear some, you know, who who like, you know, copy or the wall attempt like The Elder, you know. I want to hear Kiss music, you know. Mm-hmm. And Revenge is the closest thing to that, even though, you know, it does dabble a little bit in Spinal Tap area with that record as well. But you know what? I think at the end of the day, I could get over that flaw in the record. And to, to be truth be told, I've listened to Revenge a hell of a lot more, especially the last year or two, mm-hmm. than I ever have of Destroyer, even though I do have a few multiple different pressings of it in my collection. <laughs> but they're just there strictly for collector's purposes. And haven't I haven't even bought the reissue of it, the 2014. I strictly... Mm said forget it I'm, I'm there's no reason for me to grab that but you know that's just because i loathe it so much um uh but I, other than that why are you uh, on the show <laughs> because there's many other kiss records that are fantastic like asylum and rock and roll over and doesn't you know dress to kill and stuff like that and, and this one yeah but it's freaking detroit rock city shout out loud King of the Nighttime World, God of Thunder, and you loathe it. Saying you hate it isn't I, enough. You loathe I, it. I, I loathe the studio version. I mean, we talked about this before. I don't know if you yeah. were on that show, Lonnie, when I talked I about it. When I said that I didn't mind them in the live capacity. In fact, I like Detroit Rock City when they play it live. But as soon as Bob Ezrin's grimy hands get on the control knobs on the mixing board whenever he, he starts to do it. the man's personal hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> But, but you know, I just don't, I don't like what he did with those songs. If he would have gave them a bit more of an edge to them, I thought it, I think it would have went over much better. And he's done records like that that he's done that I actually like sonically. So, and we already talked about those, and you know which ones those are the the Floyd's oh, yeah. and the Alice Coopers. I love those records. Yeah. 
Okay, well, <laughs> that's, okay. that's our votes, and we. I knew Mark was going to have an issue with it a little bit, so <laughs> it makes for good. But that's why it was fun it? to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! All right, so let's get into the uh, this week's topic, which is something that um, uh, Lonnie had kind of uh, brought up uh, some what if. You know, kiss what if ideas, um, if if this or that happened uh, in the past. Um, so Lonnie, since it's your kind of uh, ideas, uh, want to throw out maybe your first one? Turn the microphone over to Lonnie. Turn to Lonnie. <laughs> Lonnie on lead guitar. Okay. Um, so we were trying to come up with a good idea for the show. I mean, everybody's doing Kiss Crew stuff right now, and it just I thought would just we thought I think we all thought it'd just be kind of white noise if we all just did our review of the Kiss Cruise on um, something we didn't go on, you know. <laughs> us, right. Let's do a let's do a review of us watching YouTube footage, you know. So that was last weekend. Right. And since, yeah. And since we don't have and since we don't have a, someone who went on the show, I mean went on the cruise on the show. Let's let's do something a little bit different. So let's do something fun, and it's to me it's always fun to talk about what ifs with kids. Oh, yeah. What if this would happen? What if that would happen? You know, we've all, you know, and we've played the game with what if in 1978 they released a double album or a single album, you know, and picked mm-hmm. from the solo. Music. We've done that. Other shows have done that. You know, what if Eric Carr never died? Type thing. What if would have happened with the reunion? You know, we've, we've, you know, other shows have done that. I think we've touched on that before too. So I was trying to think of some different what ifs. So first one is what if in 1983 Vinnie Vincent had gone to a psychiatrist and was on proper medications, mellowed out a little bit, had his mind in the right place, and actually signed his KISS contract and became an official member of the band. Yeah. And continued to be a member of the band, ongoing to Animalize, or what would become Animalize. Maybe it would have been called something. I don't know. Yeah. That's... You know, um, and continued on with the band in the 80s and became Kiss's long-term lead guitarist in an era that was looking for flashy lead guitarists. Mm-hmm. How how would that have would that have made Kiss a more successful band in the 80s? They did reclaim more success when Look It Up came out and they took off the makeup and they kind of you know started climbing back up the ladder. But what if Vinny would have stayed and Vinny's songwriting would have been on Animalize? Mm-hmm. And on Asylum. And that being said, so we can talk about that. But that being said, too, Paul and G, Paul and Vinny really contributing majority of the songs then ongoing. I think the material would have been better on Analyze. Material would have been would have been better on these albums coming forth. And Gene, going Hollywood, is still turning in these turds of songs. <laughs> Does. Would that have made it easier on Paul Stanley to say, you know what, I got a new writing partner, and I have a new partner in the band, in Vinny. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to keep in mind, Vinny's on his right meds. He's, you know, he's taking a morning with, you know, with his breakfast, with mm-hmm. with meals, with sure. breakfast, with the lunch, you know, with dinner before he goes to bed. And does Paul get to a point with Gene turning in these turds, and he has this new songwriter who's a great lead guitarist too? Does he just say, you know what? 
I've had enough of Gene. And could <laughs> could you see Paul Stanley kicking Gene out of the band with and we're really going on a, out on a limb. <laughs> Like the second part of this is really out on a limb. Could they say, could they have said, you know what, Gene, I'm tired of your lack of effort and I'm tired of these crap songs you're turning in. Your priorities aren't in straight. We're done. We're moving on from you. It's Vinny and my band moving forward. Well, could that have happened? Would it, would, would it have happened? And what have you, what would have been your reaction? I'm, I'm, this, this is, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to jump in because <laughs> this is what I think is going to happen. Would have happened if that if that would have happened that he would have been properly medicated and all that stuff. I'm convinced that we would have, we would have had Vinnie Vincent permanently in the band up until the reunion. I'm I guarantee you that would have happened. Number one, Vinnie Vincent is a great songwriter. Okay, first and foremost, even before his guitar playing, the strongest attribute is his songwriting I think so with that said we know what kind of great songs the man can write and if you have someone like Paul Stanley who can go out there and sing the hell out of them at that time and then help shape them a bit and you have those right kind of producers like they had at the time with them you're talking about gold you know and not even gold you're talking about platinum here okay and at that time, I remember Vinnie Vincent was all over the magazines. They were talking about his double V guitars in all the guitar magazines, and he was doing endorsements for Jackson and this and that. And, you know, Vinnie Vincent plays Laney amplifiers and this and that. He was a pretty on-the-scene person at that time. I think that if you would have kept it on the straight and narrow, all of that would have just kept building and building and building I think that what you said about the gene thing would have started happening where I think Paul would have started saying, well, you know what? You can submit your turds, but we don't have to take them now anymore, number one. And number two, what I think what would have happened with that is I don't think in a hundred years Gene would allow himself to get kicked out of the band. I think it might have forced him to maybe start taking a little bit more effort into it to maybe not make them into total you know, diarrhea songs, maybe just more solid turds he would produce, mm. you know. So maybe they wouldn't be just as bad, you know, just they'd be better, I think. He would be pressured to make, I think, slightly better material because of that. Because let's put it this way, a lot of the money musicians make is from the songwriting royalties. If you're out of that songwriting circle, you ain't making as much money. And I think that that would pretty well uh, rub Gene the wrong way if he knew that Vinny was getting now all of a sudden 10 times the money that he's making on a record. So I think that would force him to maybe write slightly better. I still think that Vinny and Paul would be the main writers if they if that's if the scenario did happen. And I think that he would stay in the band up until there was pressure to have a reunion tour. That's what I think. Hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> here's my thoughts. You know, I don't know how long of a contract you're thinking he is. A pretty long contract sure. then it's all hypothetical years. yeah um i mean i can't see them doing any more than like five years contract but who knows what the contract was going to be um and i think though in the contract and i thought i heard this i don't know if it was from julian or whoever but if he signed that contract he was going to release his uh songwriting you know royalties or something like that um 
but assuming <laughs> he's going to get his royalties and all that, um, yeah, I think it would be a great thing. It would have been a great thing for the band. I think Animalize wouldn't have happened. Well, it could have been that name, but it would have been totally different music on it. Um, I think it would have been a lot better and had Vinny been co-writing with Paul and if you can get Gene to write with him too um, like he did on some stuff in the past um, it would have been some pretty darn good music I, I'm, I'm just sure it would have been great music actually um, just based on his, his writing as long as they can reel his guitar playing in uh, and make it tasteful on the album so you know, when he's playing it doesn't go um, overboard now <clears throat> as for Gene Simmons and his acting thing and all that stuff that's going on um, I have a, a theory <laughs> and this kind of be could be controversial and this is like what's what happened in the 80s uh, yes he was away and stuff but I think I think it's possible that Paul was turning away some of Gene's better music and allowing in the turds so he would have the better songs and the most choice chances of singles. We're going to find <laughs> this out. This is going to be controversial because I mean, I've, I'm hearing certain songs, I've heard now more songs and more songs from the vault. I'm like, holy cow, there is some stuff there that, you know, what the heck? There's some pretty good songs that Gene has written. So if we can see which ones he wrote in the 80s. Uh, we can then get make it maybe make a judgment of hey, you know, why didn't they use this song? Maybe why yeah, maybe pick? it didn't sound like Kiss, but you can kissify a song, you know. I guess if that's a why word. did they pick Murder and High Heels over this song? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. I'm interested to see that, and if I see that because they they keep bringing songs and they turn each other down, it's like no, you know, Paul say no, don't like that one, or Gene will say. Yeah, I like that one, or, you know, or don't like that one. Um, but I bet you, I just had this feeling, and I could be way off base, <laughs> that Paul could have, you know, poo-pooed on Gene's songs, you know, uh, some of his better songs, and keeping them off. So that'd be kind of controversial. Keeps Gene from getting a single. Keeps Paul as a focal point yeah. in the band. Hey, there, there you go. Or and or getting him back too, for doing all that. Yeah, and say, hey, you know, you being know, you're not out, gonna to you know lunch and uh, you know doing movies or whatever producing somebody else uh, those kind of things so who knows but I'm waiting for the vault to really see and make my judgment then I guess but that's, that's just something I thought show. about I thought about um, but as for Vinny yeah, I think he would have been great for the band and I think like you said yeah he could have made it all the way to the end uh, where you know the reunion um, with the reunion could they have done a six-man reunion you know because since two of them did have makeup Eric uh, you know Carr and Vinny maybe they keep them in the band at that time I don't know so anyway that's, a, that's some of my thoughts on it so Lonnie very interesting <laughs> Different perspectives, but very. Some people might shoot me for my. I don't know. I mean, I like. 
I don't know. I like to think that if Vinny would have stayed in the band, imagine the quality. I mean, I know you guys and Mark the especially and Julian. Be better. Yeah. And Julian, you guys are both. You guys are big fans of Asylum. Mm-hmm. Look how good and 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 not to take anything away from Bruce Kulick. I think Bruce Kulick is is a oh, great guitar player for sure. And he is an amazing person. He's one of the most humble and one of the most nicest great guy. Um, human beings you'll ever meet. Yeah. Not to take anything away from Bruce because I, I really appreciate Bruce Kulick and everything he did um, for his era in the band. But imagine what some of these albums could have sounded like with Vinny not only playing guitar, but Vinny's songwriting abilities brought in. Um, he could sing, could have, too, you know? And he could sing. Could have brought Kiss to another level in the 80s. I mean, they, they were they were, they were were experiencing success in the 80s, and it's, it's apparent, like, on that Animalize Uncensored video from, like, Detroit. Like, Kiss, they made it back. You know, they, they were stumbling through the Creatures tour in 82, but, but by 84, a couple years later, 85, I guess, is when that show was really aired, they had made it back. They were back. But how how much bigger could they have been if you had more gems, like really, really gems on these albums and not just um, Heavens on Fire on Animalize? What if you had a couple other great songs on there too that he co-wrote with Paul while Gene's doing Runaway or whatever he's doing at the time. It's interesting to think about. How much, and, and how you know what other bands were doing if Kiss had a hot shot guitar player like if Vinny was because that's why they that's why they took Vinny in the band because they wanted a hot shot 80s style guitar player that's why they chose Vinny yeah so his personality didn't work out but that's why that's why they wanted him in the band so if they well real quick if they did kick out Gene Simmons, what bass player would they bring in like Michael Anthony of Van Halen or something or (laughs) (laughs) It's a good, oh, good boy. But anyway, um, I don't good know. You know. Yeah, so, so so let's play that hand out a little bit more. What if it really happened and, and, and Vinny's and they're turning out these great songs and, and Gene continues to turn in these crap songs and he's, you know, out doing movies and is really just mailing it in with Kiss, thinking, well, I'll always have Kiss. I, I, can, go experiment, I can go experiment other things. And what if Paul says, you know, I'm done. I just can't do it anymore. I don't need Gene anymore. Maybe early on, in the early days, I needed Gene, but I don't anymore. So you know what, Gene? You know what? We survived. I survived Ace Frehley leaving the band. I survived Peter Chris leaving the band. I can survive you out of the band. Kiss is my band now because the other original member really isn't contributing anyway. So he kicks Gene out of the band. He replaces him with, I don't know, whoever. Jean Beauvoir. Whoever Beauvoir. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. I think it'd be what, the perfect guy. Now, now, what would you guys have thought about that? Gene Simmons out of Kiss. Well, if it's if he's out if they're out of makeup, I think it's it doesn't matter who they put it, in. It's not because, it's not as it's not as impactful. You're right. Yeah. Because because if you put somebody else in a costume, that's something significant and something that would be extremely odd, yeah. right? Because along with the costume, you would need to have the blood, you would need to have the fire and all that stuff. And just getting somebody else to do that would be probably, A, dangerous because you probably don't know how the hell to breathe fire and all that stuff. And they probably would, would they even oh, want to do that You can learn that kind of stuff? trick over the weekend, Mark. Come on. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, would they even <laughs> want to do that? Like they've right? like they already done with uh, Tommy and uh, Eric Singer, so... 
but you know the, the the whole the whole fact of the matter is when you're out of the costume it doesn't matter as long as you look decent on stage and you can play the instrument you can replace gene and really gene is a good bass player don't get me wrong i, I have nothing against his bass playing but there's lots of bass players at that time that were his equal for sure yeah. on bass and, and other bands have gone on and succeeded with one original member in the band yeah Exactly. Sure, and, sure. Some fans frown upon it, but it's happened. Do you do you yeah. stop calling it Kiss and and it now becomes the Paul Stanley Band? Yeah. But uh, you would you no, would have because to Eric leave and Vinny it had been apart for a while at that point. Yeah. Okay. And, and yeah. you would have to leave it Kiss. You. We we see what happens when bands do that. There's only Hell, been one. Rose called it Guns and Roses for a long time, and it was just <laughs> yeah. true. And 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 the thing is. <laughs> We've only I've only ever seen one successful band that's done that and succeeded in doing that, and that is when Black Sabbath changed their name to Heaven and Hell when they had Dio sing for them. Mm. That's the only band that I've seen that succeeded with that name change and were just as huge, if not bigger, at that point when mm. he was in the band. But other than that, I can't think of any other band that would have gotten away with that. Like I don't even imagine Kiss if they were to do that to change it to a Paul Stanley band. I think it would tank. If they did that, if they left it Kiss and brought in somebody else on base, I still think there's a gr- good chance that they could have went ahead with it, pending that they had the great songs that they would have with Vinny and Paul together, and you know they still have you know Eric's awesome drumming, you know mm-hmm. it's it could still work. Bass player X, yeah, whoever, whoever doesn't really that doesn't matter. I I, I think it would have been would have been different. It it. Would would we be here right now if that would have happened? I don't know. That's very hard to say. Interesting to think. Yeah, about. I don't know. Billy Sheehan. Yeah, Sheehan. Could have, could have, you know. And then it alters this, this not a fit. That's not the right reunion tour and everything else that would that would you know potentially come after. Yeah. So it's very interesting to think about. Um, could it have worked? Possibly. Possibly. Could it have failed? Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, it could have failed, yeah. And say, you know, I'm I'm not support you know, and you know, here, there's people to this day that have a problem supporting Kiss with Tommy and Eric in the band. There would have been people in the eighties that, you know, I'm I'm done with Kiss. I got one original member left. Yeah. You know, Gene Lee. I'm just finished. I'm yeah. finished. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. I'm jumping ship at this point. Uh, and, Gene and was my that, favorite in the seventies and when they were wearing makeup. How can you kick Gene out of the band? I'm done. And the fact is I know what happened with some people. And the fact is, I know from speaking with my older sister that she's told me that there she knew tons and tons of people who bailed in '79 when Dynasty came out. She oh, knew lots of people yeah. that said, I- "I'm done, like this disco thing that they're doing. Forget it, I'm out." You know, and that didn't help when they did Unmasked for those people who might have said, "Okay, let me go back and take a peek here," and they were like, "No, forget it, I'm gone." No, and then the other didn't help then. And then by the time Creatures came out, people had already jumped ship. So they might have had a whole new audience that they were bringing in, and that new audience True. maybe might have been more accepting of Gene being away. It's possible, yeah. It's possible it could I mean, have They succeeded. gained a lot of it's, new but, fans throughout the if you had, If you yeah. had quality songs, if you had quality songs that MTV was willing... It's the 80s. Yeah. If you had quality songs that MTV was willing to put on, you could have survived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could have succeeded if you had quality songs MC was willing to put on TV. Here, they played the hell out of Tears Are Falling in 85 when that came out. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Played the hell out of it. 
Mm-hmm. And that helped the band immensely. So if a song like Tears Are Falling without Gene Simmons in the band, and Vinnie Vincent in the band still, could have succeeded still. Yeah. Could have had success. It's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Two different scenarios wrapped in the one. Two different scenarios wrapped in the one. Yeah. Vinnie stays, and then Gene goes on top. Yeah, that's a good, that's, a, that's interesting. You know. So what are your thoughts, KISS FAQ? What do you think about about that? It's a good thread that, you know, join in. Tell us what you think, either on YouTube or on the site. Yeah, tell us. So what about so, your other one? You ready for another one? Yeah, how about yeah. Uh, your your other one regarding uh, Eric, okay. uh, singer? So it's another one, too. It's kind of fun. <laughs> so let's think about this. If you guys remember, in 2003, when they brought Peter Chris back to do the symphony, I remember reading some interviews with Eric that he was pissed when they brought Peter back. I think so. And he, I remember reading an interview with him saying he'll never work with Gene and Paul again. And I get it. They replaced him twice with a guy with inferior drum skills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> replaced him twice basically for the name Peter Chris. Really. That's true. Yeah. So what if after they go and tour with Aerosmith, and the reason we all know the reason why they did bring Peter Chris back, because they had to have three out of four members on that tour, Live Nation wouldn't have booked the tour. So they get done with that tour and said, All right. I think Paul, especially Paul, was really just finished with Peter at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so they want to they keep touring they want to try to keep the band rolling to a certain extent you know they've kind of gotten back in the groove of touring after the farewell mm-hmm. tour and so what if they call up Eric and say hey Eric um, yeah we're really sorry you know business is business but you know we've um, we've decided that we want to bring you back in the band we're going to give you a long term contract which I guess what they did, which enticed Eric to say, yeah, you know what, I'll do it. But what if Eric is still pissed off at this point? And he says, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not working with you guys anymore. You're going to bring me back, and then the tour later, you're going to bring back Peter Chris. You'll just void my contract and <clears throat> pay the buyout or whatever it is, and you'll bring Peter Chris back in the band. And I'm just the guy that's just like the fill-in drummer for Peter Chris. So you know what? Screw you guys. I'm not doing it. I'm going to keep touring with Alice. Alice has got me back in his band. Um, I'm doing fine. I don't need you guys. So what does Kiss do at that point? So what did Gene and Paul do at that point? Would they have called it a career and say, you know what? You know, we're we're done. What are we going to do? We're finished. Would they have swallowed their pride again and called Peter Chris back and said, hey, uh, how about another (laughs) tour, Peter? How about we go out there and uh, play these songs at a snail's pace again? (laughs) Or would they have called up a Kevin Valentine or a different drummer and said, uh, or Eddie Cannon, and said, hey, put on this makeup. You're the new Catman. We're going on tour. You're the new member of Kiss. You're the new drummer in Kiss. You're the new Catman. Well, and they go out on tour with Tommy, <clears throat> who was still, especially in that time, 2004, was still 
fans were still, you think fans are upset today. Some fans are still upset today, but 2004, there were a lot of fans that were really upset about what was happening with what Tommy wearing the makeup. If you go back 13 oh, years. Yeah. So they go out and tour with poison in 2004 with Tommy and drummer X wearing the Peter Chris makeup. What scenario do you guys see play, see play out happen? See, see play out happen, happening. Do you see well, him out with a new drummer? Do you see him calling a day? Or do you see him picking up the phone and eating some crow with the cat man? I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you something. First of all, I, I'm very surprised that Eric actually did go back. To this day, I'm still surprised that he went back. Because mm-hmm. I've always believed in that whole, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right. Because that's all, you know, I, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it. You know, and that no was the vibe in a lot of those interviews with Eric. Is that you know what I've been replaced twice by the same guy? Yeah, and you know what? And it's not like he didn't have any kind of options because, like I said, well, like and like you said, he was with Alice. Alice Cooper tours all the time, and he's still touring now. And the man does great shows, great numbers. From what I hear and from what I've talked to many people who've been in his band, like Roxy and these other guys, he's he treats the guys good. He, he, you know, they get paid decent. They're not starving by any stretch of the imagination, you know. So it's not like he had to just wait by the phone for Paul and say, "Please take me back a fourth and fifth time or whatever," right? So, I I think that if he would have said, "Screw it," realistically, Kiss I think could have got. A number of drummers to come back. I don't think that they would have brought back Peter, because I just think that them bringing Peter back for 2003 for that whole thing was strictly contractual. There was just no way in hell they would have did it under any other circumstance to bring him back. Because if don't 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 kid yourself, if they could have gotten Ace back, they would have dumped Peter's rear end out in a second. There's no question. Yeah. Yeah. So. But because they couldn't get him back, they had to go with Peter. So, and you know, one thing that kind of always sticks in my mind is Paul and them used to always say that they didn't want to bring back into the band or bring people into the band who were known entities. So when Eric Singer went in a band, yeah, he was known, but he wasn't known in any kind of huge bands. He was in like Badlands and stuff like that, which were, you know, decent bands that had record contracts, but nowhere near, you know, the... In the household eyes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that made sense where they got him in. So I kept thinking to myself, who could they have brought in that maybe they already had an eye on from before? And I remember reading that when Eric Carr was auditioning for the band, mm-hmm. that it got down to him and Bobby Rondinelli. And Bobby Rondinelli is a guy who ended up playing in Sabbath for a while. And he's a really, really good drummer, like double bass, everything. He's a fantastic drummer. In my mind, you know, since we're talking about hypotheticals here, why not go back and say, you know what? He was the guy who we were on the fence with between him and Eric. Why don't we just get him in now? And he was excellent. People don't really know who he is, apart if you're like a session person who would know a lot about session people or whatever. Maybe you would know him. But apart from that, Joe Public ain't got a clue who Bobby Rondinelli is. Let's bring him in. And they can continue and go forth that way. I think that no matter how in the corner these guys are as far as needing somebody to push forward, I think that they still kind of kept 
to their original game plan of that we can't bring in somebody known like you know how the whole story was Eddie Van Halen wanting to join and they were saying there's just no way that could happen yeah. right mm-hmm. I think that they were I'll give Kiss that that they were smart and they always stuck their guns with that they were not going to bring in known people to replace somebody else in the band and I think that that's what they would have did they would have maybe gotten somebody like Bobby in and they would have just continued and moved forward hmm. okay um. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I I don't know. I'm wondering what really happened. I mean, when he when you know, because he was you know, like you said, Lonnie Eric was you know pissed and he said it right. Um, and I'm wondering if they coaxed him back in something. They did sweeten the deal or something. Because I'm I'm guessing he probably initially probably said no. Um. On coming back, I don't it's know. It's just a year later. It's like a year later. Yeah, and I don't know if he, uh, you know, yeah, it's a year later. Uh, but I, I'm gonna guess he might have said no. Um, and then, well, okay, then they said, okay, well, what do we need to do, you know, to get you, you know, <laughs> what if one we of those you kind know, of things, you know? This and, 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 I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They, they may have sweetened the deal, um, and then promised that, hey. And, and you're not, we're not going to do this so. again to you. Yeah, this is in the contract. You're not going to, you know, be replaced at least for the next yeah. five years or who knows how long. Yeah, or um, if we replace you, you get X amount of money. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you get $12 million. It's like a clause. Like uh, yeah. <laughs> it's I'm like, just throwing that out. It's like, uh, you, you know, know I mean? when an NFL player, right? It's in their contract. Sure. You know, you're at least, I'm guaranteed this amount of money. Guaranteed this much money, no matter ex- what happens. Exactly. So, yeah, it could have been something just like that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, really. Uh, so, if he didn't, though, accept it, um, what, what would they do about a drummer? Um, shoot, you know, like you said, maybe they would get you know, something like a Kevin Valentine or someone that they have that has helped in the past. I don't know if they even tried... Well, they wouldn't try Anton Fig, and he was too much on. Plus, he's Ace's friend, and he'd say, "Well, you need to get Ace back." You know. Yeah, it would have been a package deal. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a package deal, right? Um, that would have been an interesting band, though. Um, uh, so I don't know who they would get. Yeah, like Mark said, probably they'd have to get a no-name guy that's out there, you know, on a smaller band that people just don't know. But they're a solid drummer and can, you know, do you know, all somewhat, the yeah. stuff, the old good stuff. So, yeah, it's a it's an interesting one to try to, you know, figure out what would have happened. Um, shoot, and do they, you know, do they de- then decide? Well, maybe we just create new makeup again and not go back to the old makeup. <laughs> I, I don't know. They probably would have thought about it or again um, I don't know that's that's kind of a hard one to pick but well I mean I, I kind of I kind of think about it from what how they approached it in the past you know because sure. the, the one the one thing that they were crystal clear on is that making the new makeup was a mistake I mean Paul's been adamant in that in every kissology commentary thing that you hear him talk about that making a you know new characters was a mistake they should never have done it. You know, it was turning into, what do you say, the, the island of Dr. Moreau or Elephant whatever. Boy or you something know. like that. 
Yeah, and he said that that was not a good idea. So we knew we know that that wouldn't happen. He would have they would have kept the same, you know, makeup, same characters, mm-hmm. and everything. But again, I just think that they would have just found somebody unknown. And by this point in their career, you know, they've been so they're so well respected at this point that really getting somebody of that caliber, that good, but that unknown is possible. You know, there's so many oh, yeah. bands at this point now around the world now that are doing stuff. I mean, look at what happened when Dream Theater had to replace Mike Portnoy. They had that, they made, they made a whole two-hour special out of the audition to replace him, you know? Mm-hmm. And there were so many people from all over the world, and these people were all fantastic drummers that came in. And some of them, I had no clue who they were. And others, I, I kind of had an idea because they were in bands that were sort of, you know, in that medium level circle of bands that were popular but they were like cult status bands not really popular right Right. and that's probably what they'd have to delve into they'd have to go into maybe that medium ring of bands that are kind of you know known but not really and pick someone out of there and they would move forward I I really think that they would have kept going yeah I think they would have kept going I mean because look at it it's it's 2017 and they're still going I don't think they I don't think Eric Singer refusing to come back in the band would have shut down the Kiss Machine in 2004 considering 13 years later they're still a a touring band. Um, I don't see him going back to Peter Chris either. I think they really had had their fill of Peter especially at that point in time. I, th- I think that that was though the book had closed after that last show with Peter and the on the Aerosmith tour. So I agree with you guys that I think they would have continued on had Eric not accepted the deal yeah. with a with a lesser known type drummer of of the caliber of, of what Tommy Thayer was. You know, I think that well, Tommy was in Black and Blue. They had marginal success in the '80s. We had some some decent hits. They, were they selling at arenas? No, but they were. They were out there, and I think it would have been a, a a drummer of a band of about that caliber, known but not superstar. So I, I agree with you guys to that point. What I would really be interested in is a couple things. I'd like to see what that contract looks like that Eric Singer signed in 2004. Was there some kind of buy? Was there some kind of buyout in there that and was some kind of safety net for Eric that? We're not going to pull the wool out from under you again. Mm-hmm. That, and if for some reason it does, we're going to, you know, would there, was there like a buyout dollar-wise in there? If it happens again, well, you're guaranteed this amount of money. Um, was it a five-year, or what was the length? What were the terms of the contract? What was the length of it that Eric would agreed to come back for? Because I was surprised that it happened because of how animate he was when Peter came back for that, for that run. And I think that's another thing too. I'd be interested in an Eric Singer autobiography. I think would be would be very interesting, not just from his time in Kiss, but like his time leading up to Kiss, how he yeah. bounced around from from Alice to Toledo Ford to Black Sabbath and Badlands and everything that landed him to Kiss in '92. And then I would be interesting. But I think this little gray area from like 2001 when he came back until 2004 when he became a permanent member of the band again, I think would be a, a very interesting to hear him open up about that time in his life. 
Unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever hear about that, especially while um, Gene and Paul are still with us. So I, I well, yeah, or maybe, maybe or I don't know. But after I, kisses uh, shut down, down for a while, yeah. Down. <laughs> I think that's one reason why we haven't seen a Bruce Kulick autobiography either. Oh, de- oh, definitely. He's yeah. He, no he, cease and desist. He's not yet. on the inner circle. Of all the <laughs> Though I'd love to. It sounds. Then Tommy Thayer too. So mm-hmm. all of them. Shoot. It'll be. You know. <laughs> yeah. Get some money. For that. And it'd be very interesting for for uh, interesting minutia to borrow yeah. a term. So, do we have time for a third one, or, or try to keep it quick? Um, your your third. You do a third one. It's not going to be. Should, it like, should go not as in depth as the other two. Yeah. Okay, let's do the third one. Yeah. We're under an hour, so we're still good. So the last one is in 2009. Gina Paul and Ray the ramp up kiss again. They've been touring kind of sporadically after the Rock the Nation tour for a couple of years, and I think you know they were ready to ramp things up again. They decided you know they're going to do an album with Sonic Boom. What if they decided that? And, st- you know, there's a reason why we've been flopping around the last couple of years and not doing a whole lot of touring. And they they used Eric and Tommy as the scapegoats. This is why we've been flopping around and not doing a whole lot the last few years. It's all hypothetical. Don't get all upset, yeah. Eric and Tommy. <laughs> Lovers. And they decide that, you know what? Let's do the reunion album we should have done 11 years ago. Hmm. And let's bring it. Ace and Peter back. This is 2009 still. I mean, it's eight years ago. You know, some, maybe maybe some of our musician skills are still a little more intact than they would be today mm-hmm. with, with the drummer. But let's bring Eric, I mean, let's bring Ace and Peter back and do the Kiss reunion album we should have done 11 years ago with all four of us playing, all four of us contributing, all four of us in the same room at once. Mm-hmm. Would that and say that and say that happens? Would that have made an impact on the album sales, on the public's interest, and would it have made an a difference on the ensuing tour? The tour was a successful tour. That arena tour they did in right. fall of '09 across North America, very successful because they hadn't toured us in, in quite some time yeah. at that point and that tour was very successful coming off the heels of gene soon's family jewels mm-hmm. as well that played that played a role too as much as sure. we may not want to believe it. it it did play a role with the public's yeah. interest in the bank because that show was very popular for a long time <clears throat> so what do you guys think if they brought back ace and peter for that album would that have really made a difference or would it really kind of been you look at the success that they had on that tour in 2009, would have it really been about the same? Would it really have made an impact one way or the other? Well, let, let, let's look at it first from the album perspective. If they went in and did a record with the four people and actually did a real one, no ghost players, mm-hmm. no yeah. people behind the scenes doing stuff, they would have to bring in somebody to do it. You couldn't get Paul to produce it. There's no way in hell because the, they, they would not respect wouldn't that chain of command and they wouldn't yeah, they wouldn't have allowed it. Mm-hmm. So really it boils down to 
big Yogi my Bob. Favorite, right? My favorite guy in the world, of course, to come back in. Yes, to do full it. circle today. <laughs> oh, my God. Because, <laughs> because really, he if, if there's one thing that could be said, and all the members of, of the band have said it themselves, Peter Chris himself have said it in many books, namely this one, Behind the mask. That, mm-hmm. that he thinks that as much as he hated Bob and wanted to kill him while they were doing Destroyer, <laughs> he admits that it has his best drumming work that he's done on a record. Sure. And why is that? Because Bob knows how to be a record producer. He knows what it takes. He knows how to motivate people. He knows how to get under people's skin the correct way to get them to drum a certain way or to do a solo in a certain way to put them in a certain mindset and that's what a good producer does i've never once said that bob isn't a good producer i just don't think he's a good kiss producer mm-hmm. but you know i think that in this situation he would be the person that they need to, to guide them back because of course you have the people that would start saying oh get eddie kramer get eddie kramer but eddie kramer is too loosey-goosey he's more an engineer than he is a producer and he would be probably like, yeah, guys, listen, you do what you want to do. I'm going to get us the best sounds that we can get. It's going to sound awesome. But they don't need that. They need somebody to, to rein them in and say, listen, we're going to get Peter to drum on this. We're going to get Ace to do all the guitar solos. We are going to get Peter to sing a couple of songs, not just a ballad on this record. You know, And the only person who could have motivated Paul and Gene to do that would be Bob Ezrin. Right? So you get him in there to do it. Now, if the record turns out to be half as good as it could be with him under, you know, at the helm, and considering that in 2009, Bob Ezrin also, this is a very important point, Bob Ezrin is also of good health and of good mind as well. Sure. So he would be able to do many great things, I'm sure, at that point. So I think that the record would end up being good. It would become popular, I think, because once it got leaked out that they're if this isn't a legitimate KISS record, I think it would have sold, and I'm going on a limb here, I think it would have sold much more than Sonic Boom. And I think that the tours would have did better than the Sonic Boom tour. Because while they, it did good because of numerous reasons, number one, they hadn't been in America for a while, so that's one point. Number two, Gene Simmons' Family Jewels. Lonnie, you hit it right on the head, because not only did that help and getting Gene Simmons, I get Gene Simmons in the public eye more into regular Joe Blow's homes that never probably even have heard of Kiss because in some of those episodes he started talking about Kiss and even showing the costumes yeah. and there was an episode I remember mm-hmm. seeing where he, he dressed up in his costume, mm-hmm. right? So all of a sudden yeah. he's introducing and the band. Like, oh, what's that? Yeah, yeah he's introducing yeah. the band sure. to another generation of people, so that brought more people in. Now you get those people in. On top of the people that are all excited, the old hard- hardcore guys are like, yes, those guys are back together, and they actually made a good, you know, all original members album. Uh, I-, I think it's a recipe for a great success, and I think it would have been that much bigger a tour. Yeah, um, I-, I agree that it would have been a bigger deal and, and better. Um, first of all, it would have been like. They could have called it a reunion two or something, I guess, but um, they could have heavily promoted that they were, you know, getting back and saying, you know what, we didn't give you guys what you really wanted back in 98, you know, Psycho Circus, things weren't right then, this time we want to make it right, 
we're going to get in there write our own material just us write it and and work it all out in the studio together um yeah should bob ezrin produce that maybe yeah that would be good or or someone else or someone they haven't gotten or do you bring even someone like uh you know even a michael james jackson back in if he's not you know scared to come back out of retirement <laughs> or whatever um so I, the pr production is not too much of a concern but it's a matter of them bringing in the good material and you know focusing and trying to get that magic they had back in the 70s back um and that if they can get you know somewhat that style or that sound they were trying to do that with sonic boom they were trying to go back to that sound they it was hit and miss you know um they tried and it didn't quite make it there but i think it could have been a better album uh i think it probably would have been a better album um ace was you know sober at that time already uh in 2009 and uh and maybe Peter is, you know, you know, rested enough to handle what he needs to do. So, yeah, I think it would have been better. I would have think the tour would have been went over big, uh, bigger than it did actually. And I think the album probably would have been their first number one because they were close with that one. Um, mm -hmm. I think it would have pushed. I don't it. think they get beat up by Michael Bublé. Or yeah, Michael Bublé is the one. Yeah, <laughs> I think they would have beaten out. Stupid crap that I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if they properly promoted it, you know, where sure. they're saying, you know, this is the four guys we are playing on this album, even showing videos. Like they showing did. studio footage. They showed sure. some studio Leading footage up back to then, right? Out on remember Kiss that? Sure. Remember that? Yeah. You did that. If they showed them all in the studio playing. Hey man, you know I'm I'm in man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a cool thing. Um, so I think it would have been very cool and it would have worked. I really do think it yeah. would have worked. I I think it would have been it would have been huge when you think about it. Um, there was a lot of promotion for Sonic Boom already with the whole Walmart exclusive. Yeah. Um, Kiss MMs at the time and yeah. you know just. <laughs> different little <laughs> trinkets going on, you know, the Kiss Mr. Potato Heads came out too, and you know, just, to, they, yeah. you know, they, they were doing their best to try to promote the band and trying to promote the album at, at the time. And I think if you would have added that layer on top of it, that it is, you know, for lack of better terms, and I don't want to get killed for it, for the, it is the real Kiss. Mm -hmm. uh, with the four original guys and they promoted as such and like ken said show studio footage on kiss online of the four of them in the studio together working through these songs even if you're just showing snippets of them maybe not showing like full things but just showing snippets of them um working through some of these songs in the studio kind of showing each other no it goes like this or no and then we it does this whatever if you if you did that i think the public would have been even more on board and the public was on board for Sonic Boom. It wasn't successful. Oh, yeah. um, I think the album sold up about what they thought it would, maybe maybe a little less. But I think the album, the album would have had more success if they really would have put forth an honest effort with the original four guys at that time. Maybe, would it, did it have bringing back the four of them? Would it have been sustainable? Mm. 
probably not, and that's probably at the end of the day why it never happened. Yeah, maybe. Because yeah. it wasn't sustainable. I mean, it wasn't sustainable in 96. You know, by 2000, it was falling apart. If they would have brought them back in 2009, would by few 2010, more years. 2011, would it be falling <laughs> apart? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. then they're right and then they're right back where they were Same again. Same cycle, yeah. And then they're right back where they were. Hey, Eric, hey, Tommy. <laughs> so, yeah. let's more go time. on to work. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and it, so, you know, obviously that's why it didn't happen. But it's interesting to think about what could have been if it did happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So a few little interesting things to throw out there this week. Yeah. As oh, we're past the cruise and we're getting ready to wind down the year and we're hopeful for two thousand eighteen. See what kind of products or what kind of tours or what kind of anything kiss us. So it's fun to discuss it's fun to discuss these things because it's the kind of things that I think of the three of us or the four of us if Julian were here together. It's something we would talk about in person and have a discussion. Yeah. Something KISS fans talk about with each other. Hey, what if this would happen here? Let me throw this one at you. What if this would happen? So yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a fun, they're fun conversations to throw out there. So if you're listening, tell us what you think of these three topics. And tell us what your favorite Bob Bezrin's album is and tell Mark why he's so wrong about Bob Bezrin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, leave us leave us your comments on the board and and of course you can watch or listen to this stuff on YouTube, Podomatic, iTunes, YouTube I said YouTube twice Vimeo, Spreaker, Listen to it twice on YouTube, I don't care Stitcher, yeah, three times. Google Play and oh, direct MP3 off Spreaker. of, off of the Kiss FAQ Spreaker, Spreaker. 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 Did I say Spreaker? Yeah, Spreaker yeah. So yeah, we're on all the outlets you can find us, do a search on Kiss FAQ and you most likely will find it the podcast so so that that concludes our show so once again thank you for listening or watching and thank you from Lonnie Mark and myself we'll see you next time thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today all sales are final there are no refunds if you'd like look us up on Facebook or come over to the Kiss FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.